Hi, guys. Welcome back to Headcase. I'm here with Jack Leary. Hello, and, hello. Um, today we are interviewing a very brave girl named Shane Kimbrell. Um, and Shane is going to tell us about her diagnosis with bipolar 2 disorder and a couple other things about her life. And we're really excited to talk about talk to her today. So, um, hi, Shane. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shane, where are you from again? I'm from Oklahoma. Okay, a, awesome. Like a small town in Oklahoma. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's really cool. I'm really pumped that you uh, reached out to me because it's cool that the podcast is reaching that far over <laughs> because I didn't expect yeah. that. It's very cool. Um, so you found us through – you saw that – you follow Hannah, right? Yeah, I follow – I actually found her on YouTube and – and then I found her on Instagram, but then I saw that on her story. So. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So um, so you were recently actually diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder in May, right? Right. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that experience for you and, like, what that was like? Because that's very recently, and I can imagine that really has been a big struggle for you the past, like, couple months. It's probably taken a lot of yeah. I mean, I've always had depression, like, my whole life, Uh and anxiety, like, really severe. Right. Um, But in May, I just, like, started to really, like, not be able to function. Like, I guess I've always had, like, high-functioning depression. Yeah. But just starting in, like, May, I would, I had, I would just be crying all the time. I'd have to go home from work. Mm -hmm. Um, Just... I don't know. I just had a breakdown and I decided like, this is not working. I've been taking depression, uh, like depression medicine and it's not doing anything. So I decided to go to a psychiatrist. Yeah. I, uh, my, my counselor that I have told me that she thought maybe I had ADHD, which okay. at the time I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cause that sometimes is misdiagnosis. Yeah. Bipolar disorder or vice versa. Right. So I went to the psychiatrist that specializes in ADHD and he was like, no, you do not have ADHD. You have manic depression. Okay. So I went to another psychiatrist and they put me on, of course, a bunch of medicine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and um, I've been doing better. There's, you know, I'm still not like 100% yeah. coping with it great, but... Um, I've been doing a lot better with the medicine. I did have a another breakdown whenever they took me off some medicine uh-huh. and then put me on another medicine like cold turkey, and I just lost it. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. trying out these medicines is so difficult, and especially because not it's not a one size fits all thing. It's like every person is different, right? Um, I actually, yeah. it I, it's really interesting how your genetics play into the medicines that you are able to take and, and whatnot. Like it's right. So like if it works for someone else with your exact diagnosis, it might not even work for you. So that's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's another hard thing. Cause yeah. it's taken, and I've, I've even had to go, I started going to a different psychiatrist cause the one I was going to, it just didn't feel like yeah. it was working with, for me. So yeah. I, now I'm in a different one and I think that he's done a lot better with all the different medicines because the, my other psychiatrist is just putting me on like one at a time, seeing if that works and taking me off of it, putting me on another one, see if that works kind of thing. And yeah. he's, 
he's put me on a lot. I think I take about six medicines, medications. Oh my gosh. Um, but it, they're all working together a lot better than the, just the other the other ones. My psychi- the first psychiatrist I went to was putting me on. Right. So. Well, yeah, because you want to feel like yourself, and I, I mean, yeah. I can re- I can definitely relate to you in the fact that with the high functioning depression situation, like mm-hmm. after I had my accident with my concussion, I totally like unraveled and realized that I was really functioning at a high level with like all of my mental issues and didn't. Right. And then once that, like I hit that limit almost, it was like, that's when I realized like I needed to get help and, and figure that all that stuff out. So I can totally relate yeah. to you in that way. Um, so when you say, I- yeah, go on. Oh no, no. I was just saying, and I don't, like, I don't really even know what, like, most people are like, well, what happened around this time? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, ha- I guess my body just had enough. And yeah. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> like, it's like stress. It's like nothing necessarily needs to happen in order for you to, like, have an episode yeah. or a breakdown or anything like that. But um, did you notice any, like, anything different change in your, in your personality when you, before the breakdown or anything like that? Like, did you... Did you yeah, find yourself. I got like really, really irritable. Like yeah. I would, I would get in my car <laughs> and get mad and like turn the radio off. And I love to listen to music and yeah. like sing along to the radio. And so I just like one day I was just like, what? I hate. Like I don't want to listen to this. Like right. turn it off and get mad. Um, I could, I could not make any decisions. Like, just do you want to go out to eat? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and just things like that. I just couldn't. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't, I would just be so nervous. My body would just be nervous. And I don't, I would be like, I don't know why I'm nervous. And like high, I strong. can't quit. Like, yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. So do you, because I mean, even like your, your initial reaction mm-hmm. sounds different almost than like the other people I've spoken to who have bipolar disorder. And like, do you notice, I mean, it seems like, you, this was like your first real breakdown, so then you got you got help from that, and you kind of almost caught yeah. it caught it at a time like you you were like self aware enough to get help right away. Right. Um, yeah, and I've I mean I've always I've been to uh, like therapy before, like yeah. several probably like six seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've always just been accepted of it. Like yeah. I don't I have anxiety. I have depression. Like I'll tell you that. Right. And. I just kind of got fed up to the point, like, I want to know what's going on. And so even with the diagnosis, I don't, I'll tell you, I don't care. I'll tell you, like, this is what's going on. I mean, I've had so many episodes at work. I'm just like crying all the time and I'm trying to stay at work because I've used all my sick time and I can't go home and going home doesn't really fix it anyways either. Yeah, totally. So people are like, what's going on? I'm just like, I have bipolar disorder. I just can't handle this right now. Right. It's like, it's like being around people, let alone even being by yourself, like nothing will make it better. It's not like. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that makes it better for me is going to sleep. Right. And then when I wake up, it's the same thing. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't really fix it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can definitely relate to the crying thing during my like whole concussion thing. I literally woke up crying and went to bed crying every single day. And it was Mm -hmm. so insane. My mom was like, we got to get you to the movies or something because you got to be in a place where you're not going to cry. But it was like, I could hold it together for short periods of time, but like, I totally get that. And and you don't even know how to explain yourself. So it's, 
it's no and it's my good mom that you got... was just like what just like be happy like it's okay everything's yeah. okay I'm like I cannot control this like I'm sorry <laughs> right if there's one thing a depressed person doesn't want to hear it's be happy yeah just be happy right <laughs> like you should be happy it's like the hardest yeah, thing yeah. to listen to <laughs> yeah it's if like I, I would love that, that. I definitely would <laughs> Yeah, it's not like you're trying to be a miserable person. You just want right. You want to like get through this, but it's pretty amazing that you were able to like be that self-aware and go see and know that something was raw off because you mentioned that you were married too. So how has that mm-hmm. like when did you get married? I've uh about 4 years ago. Okay. Wow, you're so young. Yeah. <laughs> um and how is I... that like how has this like affected your your relationship with your husband right um I mean he's been really understanding and like help like help with stuff around the house like because yeah. I, I can't get out of bed yeah yeah and Aww. um what a good husband. I mean he's just been really understanding and like helpful I'm just like really grateful That's that amazing. he's been so understanding because I don't know what I would do if I didn't have somebody there to support me yeah whenever I like, if he didn't understand, just, like, get out of bed and cook. Like, we need to get up and do stuff, you yeah. know? I mean, I that's know. that's really rare because it's also you're, – you're very fortunate because it's, it's, like, hard to date people when you have are diagnosed with a mental disorder and you have to explain that to them right. when you're on a date. So that's, yeah. that's amazing that he's really there for you. And does yeah, he, like – does he ask me to questions? get, like, be happy and, like, yeah. get – the help I need and get everything straightened out. <laughs> yeah. Does he like try to f- uh, understand like what it is this disease is or like this illness is um, rather that like, does he ask you questions? Yeah, he's or... like done a lot of like, re- he usually does like watch YouTube videos, like yeah. research. And yeah, I mean, he has anxiety. So he, he kind of really... has, he has had anxiety and like depression himself. Yeah. So he's pretty, you know, he's aware of what it's like right. to be depressed right. or have anxiety, but he, he just like, it's okay. Like, you know, nothing's good. You know, nothing's wrong. Yeah. Even though you're thinking that like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, that's so, that's great that he's there for you. It's really, yeah, that's really great. So when did you decide, I mean, you said you were always like pretty open with telling people what was, mm-hmm. what was up? Like, did that ever detract from like your career choices or anything like did you ever get like yeah I mean my job has I I mean I haven't like openly told my boss Uh right (laughs) but I mean most people at work know yeah so I mean I kind of assume she probably knows but I just I haven't told her I don't I don't know I don't yeah I'm that's the only thing I'm kind of afraid about I don't know how that would affect my job and I can't really afford to lose my job so yeah, I mean, you I, know. I, it's sad because, like, you should be able to, like, openly right. like, express it, especially because, like, people can people can take, like, a sick day, but you can't, like, taking a mental health day would be just as beneficial and, like, right. a personal day or anything. But, yeah, it's hard. I mean, like, I, I would suggest, like, I don't know, it's really none of her business, so you don't really have to tell her right. anything. Right, yeah. But, I mean, she knows I have anxiety. Like, yeah. I would all 
she knows I have anxiety attacks. Yeah. So I, I kind of just leave it at that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't need to go into it more than that. Right. Like it's it's just it's hard to explain to people. So that's why I mean, this podcast is a good platform for you to kind of show people that like it's not all it's not all like the worst thing ever like you can still function right you're still a person yeah and I mean once I I feel like once I've you know time it'll get better and once I've learned how to cope with it and got all my medication straightened out I mean I I I don't think I'm gonna have a problem working but the problem right now is trying to get all that straightened out it's hard sometimes to function at work right (laughs) and what do you do for work I work in customer service at a uh, electrical co-op. Oh, so okay. So you that like, can be stressful, right? In the first and you, place. <laughs> you have to talk to people too, so it's like yeah, even harder. Yeah, really have to, you like, have to put on it, put a on a happy show, act yeah. while you're talking to them, and that can be hard when you don't really even want to get out of bed sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I can, I mean, I definitely know what that feels like. So, um, but that's like, it's it's hard. It's like I I always suggest don't share anything with your employer but i know it's right. weird because like i mean it should you should be able to but they can like yeah, use it you against be you able to. it's not any different than having a broken arm or right and they become like your family you know? in a weird way because you like are working there every day you get to know these people and you're you spend most yeah. of your day there than you do at home so it's mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunate that like it can be something like an illness you can't experience like really explain or understand why you have like it's not like you can help it so it's unfortunate that you can't talk to anyone about it at work and then it would be possibly be used against you in some way that's the biggest issue that's the only thing i'm scared of yeah it's like a shame because some people are like fired and for that kind of stuff but like they'll they'll come up with another reason as to why so right yeah yeah. they can't exactly for you for that but they'll figure out how to do it a different way so when did you notice you start like I know you said you had um severe anxiety and like depression um Mm -hmm. like leading up to this so when did you start having those symptoms like when did those kind of start developing for you yeah well I mean I think around probably like I said probably around May of this year I just started noticing like I would be sometimes I would like for and I would tell this to my counselor a lot I remember telling her like sometimes I don't I don't understand like sometimes I'm happy for like two weeks and then I get upset for no reason and like depressed and then I just don't like I just can't figure out why sometimes I'm happy and then I'm sad and then I'm happy yeah and and you know she didn't my first counselor I don't really feel like we didn't work I don't know. I don't, yeah. She might, she might be a great counselor, but she didn't work well for me. Right. Um, and I, you know, I would tell her I can't focus. I can't, I can't do stuff unless I like have like music on or I'm watching YouTube, like in the background, yeah. I, ha- I have to have something like distracting me while I do work. Yeah. And, and she, you know, that's when she kind of suggested maybe I have ADHD. Right. But I would always tell her, you know, I don't, I can't understand. I can't figure out why sometimes I'm like, so happy and like you know everything's going great and then all of a sudden I'm just I just can't like I'm not happy I'm mad yeah yeah so I just things like that and then I you know it just got worse and worse right and I would I mean I've missed 20 days of work this year that's that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot yeah and you know I just I kept trying 
I kept thinking if I ha- if I go home and I get all this stuff done, then I'll be fine. I'll be able to go back to work tomorrow yeah. and be happy. And I, you know, I would just go, of course, I would just go home and sleep and get nothing done. Right. And- <laughs> you just want to sleep. That's the whole, like. Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, you, that's really interesting that, cause like I, I have ADHD, so I actually do like watching TV in the background while I'm working too. So yeah. I, I completely get yeah. that. It's almost like the being, the silence is like, makes you more anxious. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so did you like in high school and stuff, did you always have sort of anxiety or just were you not aware of it? No, I mean, I had I was always like painfully shy. Like I, mm-hmm. I was so shy. Like I couldn't even like hardly, I felt like I couldn't even hardly talk to my own parents. I was so shy. Oh, really? Okay. So, oh, I mean, I, I would have a lot, I had a lot of anxiety just in general. Like I would be so scared. Like when they were going to call your name in class, I would just get so like social nervous. anxiety. Like, basically. I would have to stay here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So very shy. And like, did you have a good yeah. group of friends throughout college? I mean, high school or college or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I had some friends most, I mean, mostly I would, I, I isolated myself pretty, pretty badly. Yeah. Um, I had like one, one good friend in high school and then I would just, I pretty much just isolated myself from yeah. them. So I'd never really had friends through college or even now. Mm-hmm. So I've just really isolated myself really, well, that's really bad. That's amazing that you're brave <laughs> enough to come and like talk on this and really open yourself up, especially being like a shy person. I can imagine that's really tough, but so yeah. thank you for that. But And I've grown out of the shyness some, yeah. but I mean, I still get anxious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like you definitely had a social anxiety disorder that like should have probably right. been looked at when you were <laughs> in high school. Right. Um, yeah, and I think my parents didn't really. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, they really I don't just think didn't my understand. parents really noticed it. Yeah, is your family like really different? Are they really like outgoing and? Um, my, I mean, my sisters. Yeah, they yeah. are. I have two sisters. Okay. One's, uh, she's probably around. I think she's about twenty three, and she's really like outgoing and like the world revolves around right. <laughs> around me type. Right. Um. And my my baby sister, she's she's a lot. She's thirteen, and uh-huh. she's really like outgoing, seeing, dance, yeah, talk all the time. So, and I mean, around my family, I'm a lot different. Like now, I, you know, I'll talk and like I'm pretty outgoing around my family. Yeah, and I think that's one reason they never really noticed. Right, is because I'm. Like when I'm around my family, I'm happy and I want to be around them. Then I right. go home and I'm sad and depressed. So I think that's one reason they never really noticed, yeah. and I don't blame them for that. Right. Well, that's good that they like but, bring out the best in you, because some yeah. families do the opposite. So that's really right. Nice. And I mean, we all have our issues. Yeah. It's not like we're <laughs> happy right, right, all the right, time, and right. I'm always happy to be around them all the time. But are you? Mostly are you guys all really close? Like, have they been really supportive? of your diagnosis yeah yeah my dad actually just got his master's in uh counseling so he's like pretty aware of like you know what's going on and kind of understands what I'm going through and my mom's I'm pretty close to my mom she's like my best friend so Uh she she just wants they're just you know they're just scared I mean they just want me to be happy and like okay yeah they want the best for you 
Well, that's yeah. that's awesome. Congrats, like, congrats to him for getting his master's in that. That's really cool. Um, yeah. So, are, are you? Do you live in the same town that you grew up in right now? Yeah, my dad was in the Air Force when I was little, so okay. we kind of moved around some. But I, we've lived in Ada, probably. That's the town I'm from in right. Oklahoma. We've lived there um, most of my life. So, yeah, we still live in the same town. Yeah. And being from a small town, I always find this interesting because I'm, like, from New York. Um, yeah. And mostly grew up – I mean, I grew up in Connecticut mostly, but in and out of a big city. It's, like, a little bit of a different mm-hmm. vibe. So, But I went to school in a really small town, so I, I get – I get that, but I'm curious, like, do people talk about mental health in small towns like this that much? Like, is I, it... I mean, we have like hardly any resources. Like there's right. literally one psychiatrist. Okay. Um, I mean, we have a small, our, our town is about 17,000 people, but we're kind of like a, there's like several little small communities. They're not necessarily towns. Yeah. Um, they have like, we have a, a community that has its own school system, but it doesn't really have its own like address. It's still like, an A to address. Right. So we have all these little towns around us. So it kind of seems a little bit bigger than it is. Right. But we literally only have like one psychiatrist for all these, these little towns around Ada. And we have counselors, but they're, you know, they're really hard to get into because there's only a few of them. Right. So we really don't have any resources. Um, the first psychiatrist I went to was in Norman, which is about an hour away from here. Jeez, okay. And um, I quit going to her just because I didn't feel like she was working, but also it was really a hassle to drive that far. Right. It's like two hours out of your day and then an hour yeah. being there. That's a lot. So I, yeah, I don't really feel like we have a lot of, a yeah. lot of resources and it's really frustrating because. I mean, I would love to have, like, some kind of support group to go to. Yeah, and uh, someone to talk to about But, it. you know, we don't have that around yeah. anything like that around here. I mean, mental health is already such, like, a taboo thing for people, like, are afraid to kind of touch on it. So it's mm-hmm. – it's I can imagine being in, like, a small town in the south is, like, even more taboo, especially when there aren't a yeah. lot of, like, people who are working in the industry there and everything. But, yeah, that's right. really unfortunate. That's one of the things that I, like, wanted to – I'm glad you talked about because I wanted I wanted people to know that. Like, it's it's really – that's one, like, one of the biggest issues that people have yeah. is, like, not getting the help that they need and the proper, the proper help. And there just being, like, a lack of – there's, like, no education on it and there's just, like, a lack of, like, actual good doctors and – and specialists right. who actually want to help you instead of stigmatize you and just put push pills on you and just move on with their day right. kind of thing. Just like talk to you for five minutes, like okay, how's your how's your medicine going? And then yeah, you want someone who really will listen, and, right? And, and this psychiatrist that I'm going to now, he really does like if you you know if you're like fine with talking for five minutes and you think everything's going great, then that's fine. But if you need to talk to him for thirty minutes or an hour, he yeah. doesn't like try to push you out of his office or that's anything. Amazing. So that's yeah. one thing I really like about him. Yeah. It's definitely good to have someone. He's like an ally. He's just really, he gets it. So it's good to have someone yeah. who can like, but yeah, that's a support group. See, like when I went through my anxiety issues and everything, I was totally like, I wish there was a support group for girls like me who go through this or this and that. And that's sort of why I started this podcast because I was like, it's a way to kind of bring everyone together who 
suffers from it, but also like people who don't suffer from it can understand it and then look at people in a different way. Because if like if people, I mean, I'm I'm sure if people in your community had even known you were like super shy, like they could have, you know, reached out in a different way that would make you more comfortable. But like people don't get that. People just assume everyone's right. weird or different when they like yeah. can't be like say what they feel or or whatever it yeah. is or that they're like I've had people tell me that at work, yeah, like yeah. you're just different. Yeah. You're not like, like everybody else. I'm like, Yeah, I'm not yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Like honestly yeah. like the hilarious things can come from mental disorders as hard as yeah. they are. Like you some really great <laughs> things can come from it. It's bizarre, yeah. but, like, even, like, doing this podcast, I would have never done it if I hadn't gone through all of that. So it can be really, like, interesting. And I think I personally – I was talking to Jack about this last week a little bit, but I, I think almost someone who is, has ADHD or is bipolar or or any of these illnesses that cause, like, extreme emotion, I almost feel like they tap mm-hmm. into a different part of their brain. And I am by no means a doctor, so I have no idea if this is true, but it's, like, a theory I yeah. have that maybe, like, you guys tap into a part of your brain that's just a little bit more than other people have tapped into. And, like, because we're not used to that, like, we don't know how to manage it. Yeah. So that's why it takes, like, years to figure out and balance and things like that. But – Right. Like, it's not being able to focus is tough, but I've found, like, I can think many thoughts at once, and it's pretty, like, nice. You're not, like – like, I can talk yeah. to someone while doing something else at the same time versus someone right. who doesn't have ADD and can, like, can't listen to anything you say unless they're finished typing on their phone or something. So it's right. cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when did you meet your husband? You said you got married four years ago. Yes. Well, we, I met him in, let's see, February of 2014. Okay. And then we got married, we got married in July of 2014. Oh my God. When you know, you know. Yeah, we didn't really know each other that long, but we, we got married. (laughs) And it's worked out. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm curious, what was it like? To, what was like dating like for you prior because if you like uh, did have social anxiety and things like that like what was that like for you prior to meeting your now husband or yeah even I mean the him? weird thing was like I I don't I don't remember being like shy around yeah. like because my friend who was a friend of one of my like couple of my friends right and we we would go out to eat with him or like go over to his apartment and play games yeah. or just do a uh, little stuff together. And I don't, I was shy, but I don't remember being that like so shy around them because they were my friends. And even though he was there and I was, didn't know him that well, I wasn't too shy because my friends were there and we were like, yeah, comfortable with each other. Right. So it wasn't like meeting a total stranger. No. Um, that's amazing. That's really cool that he's and he's he the same age. Yeah, cool. He he his birthday's in August, mine's in December, so yeah. he's a little bit older than me, but not that's much. so cool. I'm so fascinated by by people who get married young because it's so different. Like being from a small town, I'm sure it's more common. Yeah, but in New York City, right. it's like it's so like t- I have friends who are married with kids who are my mm-hmm. age too. Like, but it's 
it's more rare for sure. It's almost taboo. In the right. Same. Yeah. Um, but that's really that's, cool. That's I'm glad. Yeah, it's very interesting dynamic. And that's why I like the mental health thing being from a different part of the country and like a small town that has less resources. But you know what's weird mm-hmm. is we live in New York City with so many resources, yet people still have these like issues and they can't get the right help or they have to like try right. a thousand doctors. Hannah actually told us on the last episode that she um, – went through like 20 doctors or something like that. So Right. So you it's nice that you at least got a doctor like pretty quickly that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Um yeah, it's pretty can get pretty frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> so have you like have your friends been really like open with you about it, about it or have they been weird or like have you lost any friends yeah, over I mean, it? Like I said I don't I kind of isolated myself, so I don't really. I have people at work that I talk to, yeah. that I, you know, like work friends. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really. I have just really isolated myself, and I don't really have any friends. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, you do. We're your friends now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Instagram really helped me a lot. I found I found a lot of people on there that, you know, post things, and you can talk to them if you need to talk to them. So yeah. I mean. I, I like in that sense, yeah, I have friends on and people yeah. to talk to on there, but like an actual like best friend, yeah, I guess hard. I would just say my mom mostly is my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, my mom's my best friend too, so there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. But that's cool that like you can be open with her and she's like understanding. And I guess yeah. your husband, your husband's also a best friend, I'm sure, too. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you think you will have kids? Yeah, that's one thing I don't know. I get I get so scared. I yeah. I'm like I said I'm like really a really anxious person, so I think about everything, every little thing and I just think I don't I get so upset when people get upset or like yeah. get made fun of or something happens. So you're like worried just, about like, being a mom this, basically. Yeah, like yeah. at this point I just feel like I'd be so worried um like if they they got hurt or somebody made fun of them at school or something happened I just don't know that I could handle it right Right. now yeah so like as of right now I don't I don't know yeah it's just a it's just a I don't know right now I mean (laughs) that's the beauty of getting married young you really can wait so (laughs) you have no it's like no rush right now anyway but yeah I mean I would definitely like feel the same way like want to kind of make sure you're mental state is in order before you have to take care of someone else's or like right. give them the guidance yeah. and things like that. Um, so what has like, what has like your day days been like lately? Have you been, cause you said your medicine has been working a lot better. Like, do you, yeah. do you have any moments of like, do you go like when you go through like an episode of, of, I mean, you said you had a little bit of a breakdown and you were switching medicines. Is it like you're you're almost like suicidal or you just like can't move? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah. During that the breakdown that I had whenever they took me off a of medication, I was um, I was pretty close to getting put in a hospital. OK, um, because wow. I was like suicidal and I couldn't I was just crying. Like I literally cried for like 48 hours straight. I would I, other than sleeping, I was crying. Yeah. And my counselor was like, I'm pretty sure they, if you called a hospital, they would put you in right now. And I was like, I, I don't really want to go. I, yeah. Let me just see if my mom can like, you know, 
basically babysit me yeah. all weekend and cause I just really don't want to be put in a hospital. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, no, that's not saying that I don't mean anything by that. Like right. if I had to be put in a hospital, that's fine. Just, I just didn't want to. Right. I mean, no one wants to. Want. Yeah. That's yeah. Like definitely not something anyone would want for themselves, but no, I get no. that. Yeah. It's like, I mean, that's a major thing too, because I think, um, like if can being voluntarily or involuntarily held in a hospital, yeah. like does, doesn't it, I think goes on your, like your, your record or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I heard. But yeah. And, and it's like, I mean, I would think I would be scared. Yeah. You know? totally. There's all kinds of different people in there and, <laughs> yeah, and you have to stay. I mean, if yeah. you're involuntarily put in there, you have to stay. Um, yeah. Hannah, you'll, so when I you, just, when you listen to the episode with Hannah, you'll you'll hear how mm-hmm. her experience in a mental hospital. So it was it was interesting what she told us. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's really that's really. I mean, your mom is amazing for being able to like really hold yeah. you hold you together. That's very cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my mom was there for me like that too. It's just kind of got to like yeah distract you and keep you from. Cause like I yeah. I know I knew I was afraid to like be alone a lot so I don't know if you felt that too like exactly yeah, that like, during that time I was like I just need you to sit in here with me I don't yeah. care if we talk or do anything I just cannot be by myself like right. do not leave me right it's like you don't want to be alone with your thoughts you don't want to be alone you don't really want to like talk but you just want someone else there yeah yeah exactly that that happened to me and even after like couple days after I was finally a little bit better yeah. like I wasn't crying all the time but I still couldn't be by myself I was yeah. just like please don't don't leave me <laughs> no, I get I get that it's definitely like anxiety ridden and like it yeah it totally like it depletes you like you can't it's just really really hard to function when you're like that anxious and that depressed mm-hmm. and things like that it's like um yeah so I can imagine but did you um did you ever talk to your doctors about – because, I, I mean, cold turkey is, like, really dangerous to, to take someone off. Yeah. It's like a liability on their I, end. I mean, geez, you could probably sue them. <laughs> yeah. I I went back to the psychi- – my first – this is this happened when I was with my first psychiatrist, and she was like, well, it shouldn't have done anything. And I was like, well, like, it did. Well, it did, clearly. <laughs> I mean, hello. And that's – at that point – my mom was like, we are calling a different psychiatrist. Um, I'm going to get you into them because the psychiatrist I was seeing, we called and they were just like, well, if you're feeling suicidal, go to the hospital. And they wouldn't do anything because we couldn't come in to Norman, which is where they were. And, um, you know, they were just like, I was just like, you know, maybe you can give me something to calm me down. Like, yeah. I don't know, like a, call me in a medicine or something to just like, yeah. Like so a, I don't a, like Xanax any, or something. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just something. And they were just like, well, we can't, the doctor won't do anything if you're not here and she's not, she doesn't have anything available today. So if you're feeling like that, just go to the hospital. I mean, it's and that like, was frustrating. That's really frustrating. A hospital shouldn't be like your only option. Exactly. It's really hard to, I, I, I would think they would want that to be your last option. Right. It's also so expensive. Like, hello, people, like, 
I mean, I'm sure you have insurance from your job and stuff, but like that's just right. ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of money, even it's, if you have insurance. It's, and you have to wait at the hospital forever too. Like it's not like it's a quick right. thing. But that's like a state of emergency because I understand exactly how you feel. Like I was in when I was at like my low point. I was in a I was at a place where I was like, if I don't get like something to help me, like I don't, I'm gonna like implode because I'm I keep crying. Like I need something right. and. And the thing is, is like, I know, I know, like, taking medicine, a lot of people don't like to take medicine. Obviously, no one really wants to take medications and things like that. But, like, it is yeah. almost like a Band-Aid to help you heal so you can kind of get back right. into your into your regular self. Because I know I didn't want to take any medicine, and I went off of it, and I was like, nope, not doing this. And then it wasn't helpful because you kind of have to, like, it's like mind tricks. You have to kind of, like, mm-hmm. get yourself to a mental state that you you know how to like get in and out of and like make a thought like move on and like if you yeah. have a bad thought or negative thought you can just move on with it do you do any like yeah, meditation or anything oh. like that yes i do meditation i haven't been doing it as much lately so yeah. i need to i need to start doing that again yeah. but uh i think it helps because I, sometimes i would get upset at work and then i would go to lunch and i would just sit in my car and I have an app yeah. that I meditate with and uh I would sit in my car and like do the little 30 minute meditation and then after that go back to work and I felt more a little more calm. I yeah. mean some days it doesn't, you know, some days you just you can't I focus. feel like nothing yeah. works. <laughs> no, I totally get but, that. But it's good you're trying at least. Like it's good to find yeah. like other outlets. Like I know like working out helps and Helps, mm-hmm. like, with the endorphins and all of yeah. that. So that's really good. And I've started doing that some. I'm not a big, like, I'm not a sporty person. Yeah. But <laughs> I've been Just, like, walking outside. Some. Yeah. Like, being outside helps. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's, like, really cool that you're I, – because I noticed, like, I looked at your Instagram, obviously. I noticed that you're mm-hmm. – you definitely, like, are advocating for people with um, these – illnesses so it's very cool that you're like putting yourself out there in that way is it um is it something you want to do with your like with your life at some point do you think like want to yeah I mean I think I would probably have to go back to school obviously to do like counseling or something but I would really love I mean I would love to have a job either like just helping people with mental health like teaching classes about it something yeah in that Field. Yeah, even starting like I, a support I think it'd be group. hard in in my town because there is nothing. Even if I had to, I guess I could start something. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah, you um, should start a support would, group or yeah. something. You yeah, start in start with high schoolers because they're like the you know they're the ones who you got to catch early. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's important. I think there should be classes or yeah, some type of. I mean, you do sex ed. You should have to do something about mental health. One hundred percent. You know, I, agree. I just. It's. I mean, I think that's just as important, if not more important, than. Yeah, for sure. About... I mean, it's definitely like. I mean, no one listens to the sex education anyway, so at least might as well have no. classes no. on the mental health. And like, it's it is true. Like, they really don't teach you any of that. So that's why these stigmas exist because, mm-hmm. like, there really isn't anyone teaching like that. It's no. a not a one size fits even, all thing, and it's just even really... the parents don't. I mean, parents yeah. don't even know what to look for, so yeah, it's hard. Especially like, and if if that cycle continues, it's like this thing where families go 
undi- with undiagnosed problems that they keep passing mm-hmm. down in their families and then no one understands that like the history because like if you go back and you like look at like your the history of your family I'm sure there's like some family mm-hmm. member that had like suffered from symptoms of what you've gone through but like was right. never diagnosed so they're like oh like that aunt like Emily was just totally, like, sad all the time. She was just, like, really off her rocker or something. But, like, they don't know that they're actually – she was actually diagnosed with it. Well, also, generationally, like, no one talked about anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was just, like, Mm -hmm. shut up and be normal. (laughs) Right. It was totally, like, unacceptable back then to be, like, any – to be different. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's why, like, all these mental illness and, like, all – any – it, it's it's weird how you can have like an illness like cancer and it's socially acceptable to tell someone you have cancer because like it is such a serious thing but there's no cure right. for like some of these mental illnesses either so like you can kind of like you can tolerate them throughout your life but there's really no like cure unless you get like a new brain so it's right it's, it's weird that it's like <laughs> It's such a weird – it's, like, why is that so crazy and, and unacceptable to people when when someone – just because it doesn't take maybe a physical right. toll necessarily? I think a lot of people just think, oh, you're just – you can fix that. Like, yeah. you can be happy. There's no reason for you to be unhappy. Your life is – you have a good life. Look yeah. at everything you have. Right. Is your town, like, um, religious? Like, is there a big, like – Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have – the things we have most of is churches and Mexican restaurants. <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious! So we're so, definitely, uh, yeah. definitely a, a very religious town. So they must uh, do the churches. Okay, so do they must like really kind of push the like just find God thing on you to like you know yeah. use church yeah. as like your your form of therapy and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. And I'm like, I mean, my counselors don't really do that. Like don't really push that. Oh, that's good. Thankfully. <laughs> um, but like my grandparents are very religious and right. they're like, you need to go to church and it will help you. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I grew, I mean, we grew up going to church, right. but as I got older, you know, we didn't go as much. Yeah. So I'm not like super religious myself. Mm-hmm. I would say more spiritual and religious. Yeah, I'm the um, same way. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I my think... grandparents really kind of pushed it on me, but I'm like, oh, no, yeah. thank you. It's like a millennial thing. We just find like we find our own god in some way, and, like, right? We kind of are right. like we kind of hope that there's someone like looking over you and like po- mm-hmm. pointing you in the right direction. But um, I mean, I I'm the same way in like the spiritual sense. I just I don't really. I don't think, like, believing in one thing to solve all your problems is necessarily the healthiest right. thing anyway. But it is it is comfort knowing maybe, like, everything happens for a reason. So Yeah, in, in, definitely. Like, yeah, so, like, in being, like, diagnosed with something like this, you can actually, like, you're at least, you're not, like, you're very fearless. Like, for someone who had, who had social anxiety in high school, like, you're a very fearless girl for being able to stand up and, like, talk about this even on, like any sort of platform, let alone Instagram. Because, I mean, you post, you even say, like, in your bio, like, what your your disorder mm-hmm. is, and that's so brave. Like, I don't think I could even do that. That's really brave of you, so I commend yeah. that. That's really cool. But it, it It's kind of like I do that, but at the same time I don't. Like, a lot of people that I know follow me. Yeah. And it's kind of like I put that out there, so it's like I know they know, but 
But they don't have to ask you about it. (laughs) We don't bring it up. Like, we don't talk about it. Right. I'm sure they don't necessarily understand or know what to ask you even without, like – they don't want to yeah. like, offend you or anything like that. It's just like a, it's right. a weird, it's a weird, it's a touchy subject because you don't really know how people are going to react on either yeah. end. So it's it's definitely like that's why platforms like this are good because you can actually express what you're feeling. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's baffling to me that people don't try to understand more just because, I mean, everyone has bad days. Like sometimes when you're just diagnosed with a disorder, it's just an extra bad day or like a little bit worse. Like, but everyone has, everyone who's human has emotions where they're up and down and that kind of thing. So, I mean, it doesn't make you like, I don't even think everyone's different. So it doesn't make, it doesn't mean you're, I I never want you to feel weird because if any, if anything, like, being weird is like way better than not being weird because if you don't yeah. I think it's really boring if no one has like any mental health stories that they can tell like something had to happen to someone it's like crazy yeah. to me when people don't want to go to therapy or like completely think they're fine and put together like no one's fine all the time like that's what being human yeah. is like it's about growing up and growing into yourself because you're obviously not the same person you were in high school either because you're now like no. you're talking to me on this podcast like you're you probably wouldn't have couldn't have imagined yourself doing that before so no. um but that's no, really I cool didn't. that you're like trying to understand what what you're going through instead of just like yeah labeling yourself as something that's very cool yeah the main like I'm just the main thing for me like I'm just tired like having like problems so yeah. I just I don't know. I just had a a wake up call, and I'm just like, you need help. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's amazing. Just, I'm just tired of being this way, so I'm just like, I'm ready to like work at it and like right. fix it. Not You're... you know, not necessarily fix it, but like learn how to cope. Cope. Yeah, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like, I'm tired of putting up with that. So I'm I'm like, you're going to therapy. You're going to get the right medication. You're yeah. going to learn how to fix this. I mean, putting the work in really does show results because, I mean, I had to go through all these therapies and they weren't, it wasn't the same thing necessarily, but it was like, I had like physical therapy, eye therapy, vestibular therapy, all of these things like scheduled every week after yeah. my concussion. And I was like, geez, my goodness, I can't believe like people actually have to do this all the time and not yeah, use right. it. But it actually, if you like let it work for you, and don't like hold back it really does help so it's cool yeah and I mean I notice like whenever I stop working at it I get tired or like I I get sick or something like if I get strep throat or you know a cold or something like that I notice that I'm not working at it and it gets worse yeah and then I start putting in the more work and it gets better it's just you just sometimes it's just tiring to put in all the work and you're like I just don't want to do this anymore I get it yeah but then you know you're like no you don't want you don't you might not want to do it but you also don't want to be in the state that you are in when you don't put the work in right like no one I always find people don't like going to therapy like right before they have therapy and then when they come out they're like so happy they went in they always come out you always come out happier than you came in or you're like more you at least know more about yourself in some way yeah you feel like a relief I, yeah. I always like have an anxious build up before I go and then yeah. whenever I'm done I'm like okay I feel better yeah totally I I can totally relate to that it's the same it's like I feel like everyone just goes in and is like 
oh god, I'm gonna be judged or I don't feel like talking about it. Cause, yeah, like, you want to be like you want to you kind of close yourself up. I feel like a natural reaction for most people is just to hold in everything they feel because they don't want right. other people to be like that person has so many problems. But the more and mm-hmm. more like you just express yourself, it really helps because it's it's like shocking how many people go through this. Especially, yeah. like, in your 20s. Like, it really starts – your brain just starts, like, doing crazy things, I think, in your 20s. Yeah. So a lot of mental illnesses develop in the in the early state, early 20s, so it's interesting. But um, – so you mentioned you have two dogs. That's cool. Yeah. What kind of, <laughs> what kind of dogs are they? What their names? I have a Maltese named Zane, and then I have a, uh, an Aussie Poo named Hattie. Oh. That's so cute. Yeah. How long have you had them? Um, Zane is four and Hattie is, she's one. So I haven't had her as long, but oh. they're my little babies. That's amazing. Have they helped you? <laughs> like emotional support animals? <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. Like yeah. whenever I, like I get home and they're like so excited to see me, I'm like, okay, like my dogs would miss me if I wasn't here. Yeah. Even though they're just dogs, like they would be sad. So I'm like, okay, they do love me. I have somebody that loves me. Yeah. You know. Totally. Type thing. And then whenever I'm upset, they'll like come lay by me. They know that I'm upset. Yeah. They'll just like lay on me and it's I'll pet them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So do, did you have you made them emotional support animals? Because I have a few friends with emotional support animals, like to travel and stuff. Like if you fly, you can actually bring your yeah. dog a cool concept. No, I haven't made them emotional support animals. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't know that they would be good emotional support <laughs> animals because one of them barks a lot at everything. Yeah. I mean, people definitely I think use it one as an excuse to like get their yeah. dogs into restaurants and yeah. stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's it's good to have like something like a pet or whatever to help yeah. when you're feeling down. I yeah, I definitely don't think they'd be good emotional support do- yeah. animals in public. <laughs> yeah. Have you been able to, like, travel a lot since the, your diagnosis? Like, I know your work, you're trying to go work, so it's, like, hard to balance, yeah. I'm sure. But No, I mean, I haven't really been on vacation much. Yeah. I, I want to, but at the same time, I just get so anxious, like, yeah. having to, like, plan it and then, like, yeah. pack and make sure somebody's watching my dogs. And Sounds like someone needs stuff, to take so. you on vacation and treat you and not let you have to do anything about it. Just, like, take you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hey, we're right. going here. That'd be then, nice. Yeah. I mean, it is very, like, therapeutic to go away and get away from, like, everyone and everything for a while. So. Definitely. You should try to do that at least. Um Maybe someone will sponsor you on this podcast and take you away <laughs> to, Dis- <laughs> to Disneyland or something. Like, <laughs> see what Not happens. Hope, I guess. You never know. Her Instagram is yeah. what's your Instagram handle again? My Instagram is um, at that's just Shane. I'm pretty sure that's yes, it that's it. Great. Okay, so follow Shane. Um, Shane, thank you so much for talking to me today. That was so great. I would love to like keep in touch and have you back on eventually and like down the line. I want to see, I want to see how you're doing and everything, but you always have a friend if you're in New York. So, um, okay. Absolutely. Like want to keep in touch with you and everyone can go and follow her Instagram. She posts very inspirational things and she's a great girl. So, um, yeah. So your episode will be really awesome. I'm really excited about it. 
Yes, thank you for having me on. I of really, course. I'm really, I was really excited about it. Yeah, I'm so happy that you came on. I'm really, like, touched that I get people from – that I don't know who reach out to me wanting to come on. It really means a lot to me. So thank you so much yeah. for that. Um, okay, You're great. Welcome. So we'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds okay. good. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.